I recorded a journal post about carrying a talisman in your pocket. Well, specifically me in my pocket, but you know, it can be pretty, it can be generalized pretty easily. And I was reminded of how in a way it's a priming object. It brings me to a certain mindset, reminds me of feelings and ideas and priming is a thing. So when you're doing research, this word priming comes up where the context in which you're asking questions, the medium, the, the, the methods, the mechanisms, who's asking the questions, how they ask them, what the questions are, so many things can sort of set people up for a particular um, outcome or result. If uh, and sometimes that's used on purpose in research. Like the research is actually not about the questions being asked. It might be about um, how people relate to researchers of different um, ethnicities, uh, um, uh, hairstyles, gender, what have you. Um, and, and all of a sudden, like, that's the turns out. There's a twist. Really, the research was about this. And here's the data we gathered, whatever. And it's that priming effect one of the things that, that, that makes that possible, very doable, is, uh, like, I mean, we're affected by what we see and feel and experience. Of course. It's so, it's, I, I honestly, I'm not ashamed of making a Captain Obvious comment. Um, I just want extra, to extra double super obvious hang a hang a, a lampshade and, and, a, and, a, and a light with an arrow on it pointing toward, okay, no kidding, right? Obviously, we're affected by that stuff. We are, um, you know, imperfect, uh, practicing rational and often irrational, complicated emotional creatures of many systems that interact with one another and affect one another, including our memory, how we remember things, how we decide things, and all that stuff. Priming is... It's something to be mindful of. And obviously, people in marketing know this, right? Where if you think about... So in the, in the book, um, I really like this. The, uh, for a nice tour of design constraints, when you're thinking about user experience, the book, uh, 100 Things Every Designer Should Know by Susan Weinshank is really good because it tours so many things related to like how we how we um, you know how we decide things how we see things how we uh, remember things and it's just it's a really neat book that is a fantastic tour that is great and strong and useful in and of itself but then is a fantastic launching point to explore more into any of those angles or, or design constraints that that make you curious or you think are particularly per, uh, particularly important to a project you're working on. Um, so let's see. Uh, priming. Uh, listening to this podcast is a priming experience. Everything you do is a priming experience. And people in marketing know this, right? I, I you know, there's um, so the, the, the book I mentioned, 100 Things Every Designer Should Know, uh, goes into a, uh, like a handy metaphor shorthand for uh, neuropsychology. 
and I've seen a few other books do this too, uh, and, and come up with slightly different structures to the metaphor, but the, the gist of it is <clears throat> you can think of how we think as having th- three subsystems working in parallel, always. Uh, you have your, um, your rational brain and your emotional brain and also your primitive brain. And a lot of marketing things appeal to your primitive primitive brain. Okay, what are actually quick? You know, what are all these? What's what's a quick explanation of these three three methods of um, processing information in the world? Well, your your rational brain is is um, looking at uh, change over time, structuring concepts, and all that. You're you're dealing with. Um, thinking things through. And so this is where, let's say, what was it Daniel Kahneman who, who has the book uh, Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow? I think that's who wrote it. Um, that's your thinking slow. Uh, but then thinking fast, that's more about, um, you know, reflex and emotion, instinct, and those, those rapid, well, maybe not as much instinct, but sort of, the emotional aspect of instinct. Um, and so that's your emotional brain. Well, then your, your primitive brain is survival and staying alive, primal, um, useful, important skills, but can be out of context oftentimes. You're not necessarily um, well served by... Um, Acting constantly out of the the um, the need to continue our spe- our species, right? That kind of thing comes from there. Or you're not constantly being chased by a bear. Probably, I don't know where you work, but I'd, I'm not sure. And maybe they're big or scary or cute. I don't know what what size and shape of bear that you're exposed to a lot. But if you are, you probably decided that on purpose, and I don't know, have some skills to deal with that. But Maybe you didn't. Maybe it's your first day, and you're like in Bear Town. I don't know, um, but that can be scary. So you're you know motivated by your fear and what excites you and all that kind of stuff. And like the marketing, uh, marketing folks are fantastic at that. And so then, especially the interplay of all these of all these systems and user experience designers. This is a definitely. Um, it's it's one of the very very important areas of concern, set of design constraints to think about and practice and to um, be informed and ethical about. Very, very important uh, because you can, you can participate in very manipulative systems that are not willfully opted into. Um, and even if it's mildly kind of sort of willfully opted into, kind of like, well, you know, on a vacation, you find yourself in a, in a casino. This is like casinos are often used as, as an example of, um, uh, dark UX patterns and, uh, doing, doing the most, I guess the most potent manipulation, right? The, like really trying to, um affect people as efficiently and aggressively as possible to get them to well, behave a certain way. 
And, you know, if you choose to be there, fair enough. But, uh, but things get pretty gray. And it's important to have ideas that help you navigate the gray. And understanding your design constraints is part of, part of navigating that gray. And also, um, like, what are your, what's your, what are your goals and ethics? What, what is what are your beliefs? What's your purpose for being and serving in a space and providing skills, engaging in trade? Um, are you where you want and need to be and believe in being and all that? Um, and it can be gray, but hopefully it's not too dark and there's, um, oh, let's see, this is probably branching into another topic, um, because we went from talking about priming to talking about the potentially dark patterns in UX, how priming can be misused, right? And what's funny is what actually got me was I was going to start talking about this topic of priming. Um, I'm going to, all right, just to come back to priming. So you, it's almost like you're fed ideas and answers. That's what priming is. And um, it's like you... You're, ex- you're receiving and absorbing things, information and experiences in the world, and that has you more ready to receive certain types of experiences. Um, like one of the, um, let's see, what is, is it a, it's a, probably a cognitive bias um, called the availability heuristic. And this is something you experience, like, so you buy a certain kind of shoes certain kind of shoes, certain kind of hat or jacket or an automobile or something like that. And next thing you know, you're seeing them everywhere. And it's, it's, it's a really clear effect that happens quickly. And then the seeing, seeing those things everywhere. Um, it's, it's in a way it's, it's, it's kind of a priming thing and it's kind of a, because now you're, you, you are set up to see it. And also, it's it, it's described as um, I th- I think it fairly it's you know I might have picked maybe there are other cognitive biases to pick that would be more accurate and more fitting there. But I think availability heuristic is reasonable, and it's uh, availability heuristic. It's just like something that's in recent memory and experience, and then now it's like your your brain is set up to filter and see that. So priming, priming, priming. That's what priming is, um, and the. Okay, circling back to my explanation about why I started thinking about it is, I mean, that's that's why I don't post as much on Twitter because I'm not there as much. And, um, like, I really feel like that whole world of social media became a different mechanism. And, you know, it was one thing. It had the capabilities to do whatever it's doing now, but it wasn't doing it as, you know, like, the, the idea of, of the, um, like, and what I'm describing a constant stream of, of, of negativity, um, valid or not, whatever, whatever it is, um, that's pretty different from what I experienced before, and I, I, it's one of the reasons why I don't always reach for it, I don't use it nearly as much as I did before, 
I don't, I don't really have a particularly better way to say, hey, world, I made a thing, so I keep doing that. But, um, but I feel that um, being, being thoughtful about engaging with it and, and not trying to vilify it or say mysteriously it has power over us or whatever, nah, I think it's just priming. It's like whatever you want to continue to experience and gravitate toward, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like you can prime yourself and try to... Um, Uh, carry other thoughts and experiences with you, which is a callback to my talisman journal post. All right, I think I think that's a bunch of thoughts. And I think this is definitely an update in the. Uh, it's like I tied the uh, talisman set of concepts to the user experience um, series of journal posts, and I think that's where. Uh, that's where I'll leave it. So this was another update in the uh, UX for All series. Uh, it's part of, part of the Polytechnicast, and I'm Rob Stenzinger, and I I do uh, user experience and game design. And this is a uh, this is a place where I, I journal my thoughts. Would love to do it more, but often it's prompted based on this creative challenge that Jersey Drozd and I started. And invite anyone to join in with us called Art Sound Off. You can learn more about it at artsoundoff.com, especially like mechanics and mechanisms and how you can jump in. And also, you don't have to post it publicly. Just, you know what? Journaling this stuff, maybe you'll find it useful too. Maybe you're primed to journal now. <laughs> anyway, that's my goal, at, you know, being transparent about it. So who knows? Let me know if it worked. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at where I'm at Rob Stenzinger and via email I am Rob.stenzinger at stenzingersoftware.com and thank you very much for listening. <laughs>